Tuz Biber FM Hello, can I see your passports please? A little bit here uh, in Armenia. Yeah, I feel yeah. I'm gonna look like Larry David. Like Hell you know yeah. that Annie Hall poster over there? Look at look how bad the photo is. You can see his bald spot. Yeah. Like Woody he, Allen's bald yeah. spot. Yeah. He wanted yeah. to stay real, man. Yeah. Huh? He, he wanted to it. stay real. <laughs> yeah, but that's not attractive to children. Yeah, that's right. Let's yeah. go, dude. Yeah, ooh, you ooh, already ooh, started. Ooh. All right. I feel so bad for Rudy Allen because I don't think it's true. <laughs> I think his wife was crazy. No, Mia dude. Mia Farrow, really? If there's any crazy women dude, who would be the, vengeful of their husbands, is Mia Farrow. Dude, but the daughter is so fucked from what happened. And also yeah, she's very her, hot. Her mother <laughs> taught her. Like half of the kids don't talk to their mother because she's she used to teach them that Woody Allen Was did that. Allah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ronan Farrow, the guy who was supposed to be Woody Allen's biological son. Right. They're like Frank Sinatra's son. Yeah, 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 I know. It's Frank Sinatra's son. I know, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know what I mean? All his life, he thought that that's his son. I get um, uh, very fired up about Woody Allen. Hmm. <laughs> I don't think he's fair. Okay, I know, I know what I'm going to ask during the recording. Because he's one of the greats. Like, if you watch his stand-up now, mm-hmm. as funny as it was in the 60s. Still holds. No one is talking about how unfunny he is. But that's the thing, because she tarnished his re- reputation. She promised him during the divorce that I'm going to... This is like... Mm-hmm. It's public. It's in the court files. Mm-hmm. I will uh, ruin your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and but she did. No, she didn't. Yeah, nobody it's a ruined life. Right, right now, nobody wants to work with Woody Allen. No one wants. There's no production company that wants to give him money to make films. Yeah, but he makes his own films anyway. Well, Midnight not, in Paris. Yeah, yeah. But he needs money to make the films. I know. I I totally believe the nobody people. Wants. I huh? believe the kids. I believe. I the believe stories. a lot of people, but not. Okay. Did you watch the documentary? What? The Woody Allen documentary? Yeah, I've watched a lot of things about Woody yeah, Allen. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. I haven't. Yeah. All right. Do they say he's a fiddler? Is that it? But here's the, here's the other weird thing. Mm. He's only been accused once. What do you mean? It's just like there's no other accusations. No other children ever in, the, no in his life. No repeating offenses. There is nobody ever saying this to him. There's no one ever saying this about him except his wife who's trying to get revenge over a divorce. Yeah, but what about the stepdaughter he married? Isn't yeah, that kind of sus? That's not his. It's weird. I'm yes. not saying it's not weird. Yeah. They started going out when she was 19. Right. They met her when she was 21. Right. She's a grown lady. It's, she is the daughter. It's, but it's That's, always assumed that she was uh, groomed into yeah, it. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say it's grooming. Yeah, yeah, But there's a difference between an uh, 18, 19-year-old and a 7-year-old. Huge difference. Sure, sure. Yeah. So this is this is what we're talking about. Because it's she's been accused once mm-hmm. by this very suspicious incident mm-hmm. that he did it once while they were getting divorced. No, that's not the story. You didn't watch the documentary. No, no, no. The story is that she, he did it, it in... It was continual, weird... Uh, it was weird. Naked times with the child. Yeah, kids run around naked in the house. If you have kids, that's what they do. Uh, but mm-hmm. here's the other thing. <laughs> she adopted 15 children. Right, I know. Three of them committed suicide. 
Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that's that's worse actually. You know, if they commit suicide, right? that's uh, killing them versus raping them. I think so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. if you put a, put them in order, yeah, uh, making them kill themselves, even if it's it's even in the lower yeah. tier, you right. know, like so compared I, to killing them. Of course, personally, like, I'm not saying that you know actual like you know uh, Jimmy Savile, you know uh, Jeffrey Epstein, Bill Cosby. No one's contesting that. Mm-hmm. That is overwhelming, mm-hmm. like accusations. Mm-hmm. This is yeah. just. One lady mm-hmm. who is just, she has that weird bangs, you know what I mean? Like the weird haircut <laughs> where the bangs are too short. I'm like, this is crazy lady territory. <laughs> that's a bad haircut that she asks for. <laughs> Repeatedly, she goes to the hairdresser, you know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of yeah. shorter. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, you're one to talk with your fucking... <laughs> Are you just defending her because she's a woman? <laughs> no, no, I don't believe all women. Okay, here's a question, here's a question for you, Victor. Yeah. Uh, here's a question. Uh, you are you have to have sex with this woman to make Woody Allen cleared of these accusations. Would you do that? Wh- what women are we talking about? Mia Farrow. Wh- I, yeah. What now or Mia Farrow when she was going out with Frank Sinatra? Now. Now, of oh, course. Now she looks like a prune. You wouldn't? Ugh. So oh. you wouldn't save Woody Allen, your fellow comedian friend? No, because I don't know, man. <laughs> this is a weird question. <laughs> What a what a would you rather question? <laughs> but why are the, why are these the options? <laughs> and how yeah. would this absolve him? I don't know. The world is suddenly convinced. Like that by comparison, in the num- in the difference of years, I it would be pedophilia if she have sex with me because she's like 173. You're, you're trying yeah. to find some logic in the most unlogical yeah, that's, question. That's your first mistake. Yeah. Trying to find logic. Yeah. Wait, are we... You're a traveling we're... comedian. There is no logic in your life anyways. Uh, yes, it is. It's like, I need to be here now and then I'm going yeah, to another place. Dude, why don't you introduce who he is? Yeah, I will do that in a second because we were <laughs> talking about... Yeah, uh, I'm like, who, who is this guy? I wanted to. I a guy who has opinions <laughs> on Woody Allen and yeah. his, his wife. I have opinions on a relationship that I'm not part of. <laughs> this is the problem. That's your society. thing. We, we have, have opinions, opi- yeah. you say. Okay, yeah. so okay opinions. we'll talk about your opinions a lot, but let's start the show. Welcome everyone to Passport Comedy Podcast, where we interview comedians and creators from all around the world where they present their work in Europe, in various cultures, in English. And uh, today I am joined by very beloved comedians, talented people, Nilüfer Yüce. Hello. And Victor. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Sorry, I threw up when you said beloved. Yeah, yeah. You were like, yeah. Yeah, I was like, this is disgusting. It's fucking disgusting, I'll do, bro. I'll do the last bit again. <laughs> no, 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 no. Keep it in. <laughs> Okay, we will keep it in. All right, all right. Victor Patrashka. Just like me, the food. I'm trying to keep it in. Okay, okay. This is he, already he thinks he's not beloved, Victor Patrashka. Uh, well, okay. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. So maybe introduce yourselves and comedy careers in a few short sentences, couple minutes. Uh, let's hear about you, Nilofer, first. Yes, mine is definitely less interesting than Victor's, probably. <laughs> Um, I started out in Savannah, Georgia, March 2017, uh, during my grad oh. school. I was studying dramatic writing. You saved the date? Do you celebrate it every year? I don't, I don't have... The, I have the date somewhere. I think it's the 28th or something, but I just know it's March 2017. Okay. 
and then um, did it there. Went to Atlanta and like would like go on the weekends sometimes. Um, so not went to Atlanta, but like I do shows in Atlanta and stuff. And then once I graduated, like two years, two and a half years later, I moved to New York. Did it there for about nine wow. months. Okay. Um, that was fun and nerve wracking. Um, it's then, off topic, but it's uh, put me off when people talk about comedy and their experiences uh, talking about the same. It feels like they are talking about their workout routine, right? I did comedy over there for nine months, like it's a basic squat or something. You don't, you don't like that? <laughs> no, it's you, like... You worked on your glutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I worked on them jokes, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Lifting jokes left and right. Yeah, man, <laughs> trying some bits, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you then moved back to Turkey. Yeah. When was it? Uh, March 2020. And okay. I, I actually decided to move back in two days. Like the pandemic started and I was actually trying to get the artist visa in the States. I, I went on a tour January 2020 and that's I was like really going for that. Super stoked to be in the States. I loved living there. And then the pandemic happened and I hadn't been back in like three years. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll go visit for like a week or two. And then my mom was like, <laughs> well, if you're going to come, you should come. Now like you're trapped in Turkey. No, not at all. My mom was like, if you're going to come, you should come like tomorrow or something because you might not be able to. And then I was like, you know what? I'm actually going to move to Turkey. And like I packed everything into like two suitcases and I really moved back because I was like stoked to like do it in Turkish because I'd never done it in Turkish before. Yeah. So I was like, I'll do it in Turkish. I've been doing it for, here for like three years. I'm like, I'm going to be so good once I get there. And then I got here and like all my jokes were not working in English because I in Turkish because I was like just translating, translating them. And I just like didn't feel as comfortable in the language. Um, and I was like, maybe I should like fuck some Turkish dudes, you know, live in Turkish a little <laughs> before. <laughs> I do it again. So like I took a break, which is very um, unorthodox for me. Because like when I started, yeah. I was like, let's do it all the time as you much as we can. You took a break fucking Turkish guys? That's weird. I, I took a break <laughs> to fuck Turkish guys. Oh, that's <laughs> And then I did. I know, right? <laughs> so I did that. Uh, fucked some Turkish dudes. Worked at a social media agency or whatever. And then a few months, like probably six, eight months after I came back which was um like june 2021 and yeah then it's around the time i got back to turkey so i'm here uh, since june 2021 and i met nilifer over here on my second time in turkey she's very funny very talented in Hilarious. both languages yeah. bilingual uh, check her stuff she does a podcast in turkish too mm -hmm. nilifer Yüce Podcast, is it? Nilüfer Podcast. Nilüfer Podcast, Although yeah. I did have a podcast in English. In you the check that out too. It's everywhere. I mean, you don't have to. It's called Doing don't It with Nilüfer. It it's a sex podcast. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Okay, enough. Cool, cool. Nice to meet you, okay. Nilüfer. Uh, on behalf of all the 100,000 listeners, uh, you guys don't know, but we have 100,000 listeners. <laughs> we actually have 100 one listeners. Guy listening 100,000 times. <laughs> No, actually, 100 guys with 1,000 split personalities each, so they each time listen, it's fresh to them, so it's 100,000. Man manifestation. They identify yeah. as 1,000 people. What yeah. can you say in this uh, day and age? It's a new culture, woke culture. They can identify as multiple people now. What I'm impressed with is the maths. Yeah. 
because I was looking at you going like, can you do the maths here? Ah. <laughs> if it's a thousand people, how many times uh, do they have to listen? <laughs> how many? <laughs> so yeah, Viktor Patrashkan, yeah. let, let's get to know you too. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm just a guy. I tell, I tell jokes. I've been telling jokes for 10, 11 years. Wow. Uh, since the pandemic started, I've been on the road. So I've been on the road for over two years. You started in UK, right? Yeah, I started in London. Uh, I went to London because uh, they wouldn't let me in the United States. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so you are more privileged than a European. Yeah, guy. sure. <laughs> <laughs> and I went to London, uh, just bombed for eight years in all sorts of dingy basements. Uh, and pubs, and then um, classical story of becoming a comedian. Truly yeah. bombed. Oh, oh Lord! I have some, yeah, some. Not to cut you off, but yeah. we used to play this game with our. I mean, it's not a game, but we would ask this question um, among each other, like comics, like how many times, or for how long do you have to keep bombing before you quit comedy? Well, I was. I the problem um, for me bombing was not <laughs> me. It was the audience. <laughs> you don't get it, do you? That's it's Larry David's approach. I love that. Yeah. Because I, I was like, I am a God's gift to mm. comedy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Why are you not understanding this? Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I went to the, I went to London. You know what I mean? I saw like Eddie Izzard. I saw Jimmy Carr. Uh, uh, I think I saw Frankie Boyle at the time. And wow. I thought like, oh, people would understand irony, right? So if I go right. there they'll understand that I'm not serious, mm-hmm. but they didn't. Because mm-hmm. they saw me as a Romanian guy and they were like, no, nah, you probably mean those things. <laughs> I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> right? And yeah, uh, yeah it, was, it was a weird experience, but... Um, you probably yeah, did, no, didn't bump that hard, like back to back for a couple of years. It was a couple of shows. No. And you got a couple I, of laughs. And no. He's like, no, I was bombing. <laughs> no, no, no. It was horrible. It was just, it was just people were confused by the things that I was saying. Mm-hmm. And I was yeah. like, because it's like you don't know. Because I feel like there's a there's a thing where I was doing there the punchline. There must be a language barrier too. Your English was uh, no, wasn't it was a logic barrier. now. It was a logic barrier because uh, at the time I didn't un- uh, didn't understand that I have to make it palpable for the audience. So I was just doing the punchlines, but without a lot of setup. So they didn't mm. understand why I thought it was funny. Ah, mm. I see. So that was my issue for a really long time. I, I didn't uh, understand that I have to explain it to them because they're stupid. Right. It's like, hey, <laughs> hey, you are stupid. Yeah. No, you I know, don't. I, I don't actually think the Holocaust not. is a bad idea. Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. why I'm saying these things. Mm-hmm. That's why I think it's funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's real, by the way. I don't know what kind of listeners you have, <laughs> but the Holocaust <laughs> happened and it was a bad idea. Hundred mentally ill people are <laughs> on board with your, what you're yeah. saying. I, I can watch for them. So uh, you started in UK. Yeah. Uh, you bombed a couple of years. Yeah. A <laughs> couple of yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, then you st- slowly started getting laughs and traction as well. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, I started do- doing comedy and then the pandemic hit. I was on my first tour through Europe. I was in Ljubljana in Slovenia. And uh, state of yeah. emergency was called, and no one was on the street. Like I remember, I go I go downstairs in the reception of the hotel, and everyone was panicking. Everyone was like, "There's no one outside." We don't know what to do. And I had the show that night. Wow. Yeah, yeah like 25 people showed up uh, and I did the show and then I had to cancel all the other dates. Mm. Uh, I went back to London, stayed there for the beginning of the pandemic because everyone was locked down for like three months. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. was going crazy. Like I was in I was a, there too on that time. 
I was living with uh, other people because I had like a small room. The plan was to kind of travel around and just do shows and maybe go to London maybe a week, a month. Uh, yeah. And I just needed a place to sleep. And now I was a prisoner in that mm. uh, in that room. I yeah. remember like the thing that really broke me was um, I go back home. I was going on walks. Just I was taking photos of flowers, just walking around, just like... Uh, for something to do. And one of my housemates goes like, uh, you know, this is the third time you've been out. You know, we're allowed only twice. I'm like, I'm leaving. Mm. And I gave everything away. Oh. Okay. Um, and you sold your stuff? Everything. And uh, I heard at the time that Berlin opened up and people were doing open mics. I'm like, I'm going to Berlin. Mm. I went to wow. Berlin and from Berlin <laughs> I started traveling. And then the first winter of the pandemic started and uh, Spain was the only country in Europe that had theaters open. And I, <laughs> I don't know, because the Spanish, they're not cultural people. Yeah, you know what I mean? They like dancing. They had a high death rate too, though. So after it's the, okay. We need yeah. our entertainment. People can die. They, they die all the time. So why not? But nobody cared. Like the rooms yeah. were full, like at 50% capacity. But I, I started doing shows in this theater in Barcelona. Mm. People, like at some point, the restrictions were so tough. People had to wear masks at all points. Mm -hmm. They couldn't take their masks off even to drink. Yeah, right? it was like that here too. But people, what they did was they were just downing drinks outside. <laughs> just, I was like, guys, we're starting the show. Wait, wait, wait. And just downing beers and just wine, whatever they had. But <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. Let me inject some heroin too. <laughs> the, my favorite thing was I saw people with drinks in their breast pocket yes. and a straw wow. under their Amazing. mask. Because they wanted, they couldn't, they were going crazy. Mm -hmm. So they had to yeah. do something social. Mm -hmm. um, so since then, I've just been on the road. I'm just traveling. And now it's you the first no time. You have no base now? No. I'm a bum. I look like a bum. You can't see me, but uh, <laughs> imagine a Romanian bum and then yeah. uh, imagine he has a big beard. That's me <laughs> right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, and now I'm in Istanbul and it's great. It's my first time doing shows. I did a show last night mm. and uh, you're on the, sh uh, on the show and you're great. And both of you are on the show and you're great. It's, it's, yeah. it's really nice. Yeah, to English Comedy Week. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for letting me go up, by the way. I really oh, appreciated yeah. that. You yeah. were like, dude, you want to do five minutes? I was yeah. like, hell yeah. Yeah. Yeah, of course, because nice. this is this is the the community of uh, the comedy. It's like, yeah. hey, do you want to jump on? Yeah, like, yeah, love that. Yeah. yeah, we'll come back to the comedy and comedy theory. We know, I know, comedians love talking about comedy, but yeah. but it's not uh, fun for everyone, like audience members. But just want to hear we're doing jokes. this just for us here. <laughs> <laughs> we are doing this just for us. Yeah, but yeah, we'll we'll delve into things that we want to talk about. But I want to ask a weird trade-off question. A couple of them just lighten the mood a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, let's say one of your jokes will be put on the most valuable note of money. Like, An NFT. Like say, <laughs> no, 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 no. Like 50 pounds, let's yeah. say. 50 pounds notes. Yeah. You, They will have your picture yeah. and one of your jokes. I Which think a funnier joke, would, joke would be Prince Andrew on the 50 pounds. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's too old for him. So you would have your own picture and your joke is yeah. you should have had Prince yeah, yeah, yeah. Andrew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think on the five it, pound note. Prince, Prince Andrew. Andrew. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Age appropriate, five. <laughs> <laughs> so he deserves the five pound note. Well, I don't think he deserves it, but he takes it because he's, you know, his yeah. royalty is better than everybody else. Yeah, he loves five. Huh? He loves five. Fives and sevens. Yeah. Fives and sevens. Yeah. Seven pound 
now it's specifically for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Producer and he can. <laughs> Seven going on eight. <laughs> <laughs> That's the new currency. Oh, yeah, the on their yeah. birthday it increases, right? Yeah, it loses value. Same question for you. You can answer so the same question. So there's gonna question. be my face, and then my One joke quoted under. Yeah, it. yeah, on the note. So every time they are paid with that note, I don't know. It can be five, ten, fifty. Mm-hmm. You can rate your jokes this way, like OnlyFans. Is it what kind of uh, uh, is it uh, uh, British liras or Turkish liras mm. or? Lebanese, do they have money <laughs> over there? I think they, I don't they think so. Like they don't leaves. even have electric over there. So yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. Do they have money over there? <laughs> <laughs> do they invent it already? How? Yeah. Mm. They're just Dude, giving you spices a... to get plane tickets still trading. Because it's like, do I want people to be like, oh, this is her face and this is a joke about her pussy? You know, like, do I... Okay, never mind the face. <laughs> jokes. Uh, one of your jokes will be it. on the note. I have that Armenian joke, but I don't. I was actually last night. Uh, it's not recognized <laughs> in Turkey as currency. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you actually had a joke last night, which reminded me one of like the jokes I used to do when I like first started, and I was like. <laughs> but you grow over it. But this guy is doing <laughs> the jokes that I used to do in my first week. <laughs> Okay, I, I was that. like, I was so <laughs> fucking proud of that joke too. Yeah. It was this joke about where like, um, I have a, uh, I have a lot, I have hypochondria specifically like of the vagina, and like I go to the gynecologist a lot. And the other day, the gynecologist told me that I have a yeast infection, mm-hmm. which like, don't worry, I took care of it. But like, the next day when I woke up, I was doing an omelet, and you know. A yeast infection, it's basically like you're growing mushrooms in there. So, you know, I just dug up in there, plucked a few mushrooms, <laughs> uh, sprinkled them on my omelet, you know, and then my boyfriend broke up with me or whatever. Very environmentally <laughs> friendly. You don't even... But I don't know which That's joke... exactly I... like my joke. <laughs> I talk about the mushrooms in my vagina too. <laughs> Wait, what, what, what? I don't remember what joke of yours that reminded me of that. Uh, I have a joke about... Um, Was it a uh, yeast infection Yeah, joke? the difference between the religions, the Abrahamic religions, is that the Christians have yeast. Ha, ha, ha. Okay, yeah, maybe that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or something... Yeast in their bread? Huh? Yeast in their bread? Or in their yeast souls. in general? But something about, like, foreskin, maybe? <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I was like... I was giving away the joke, but... <laughs> come and see the show, guys. Come and see the show. <laughs> yeah, so, dude, I have this absolutely... This is a joke that was cut off... Because uh, I did this on TV in Romania, and they cut it out. Yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So I have absolutely no jokes that I think valuable enough to be put on currency. Yeah. Maybe okay. ask Maybe me in five years. Question. Yeah. No, no stupid questions. No stupid questions here. So that brings. Here's to, another one. <laughs> here's another one. <laughs> <laughs> You've been on television, so yeah. you are Romanian. In Romania, people don't. I haven't been on tele- on like good television. I've been on television <laughs> in, in Romania. It's still TV, you know. It's something. Do they recognize you on the street? What? In, in Romania? Romania? Mm-hmm. No. Okay. So you He's were been on like... the Romanian version of Who's Got Talent, right? Is yeah, that yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah, it's like, uh, it's not Who's Got Talent. It's uh, the X-Factor. Romanian version of um, Last Comic Standing. Oh, my oh. God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So everyone's Whoa. doing stand-up. Yeah. How was that? <clears throat> uh, it was the, one of the worst experiences of my well, life. I bet it it's was. It's really fake, man. <laughs> like, I don't like, I don't want to do TV anymore. It's like, it's not a real audiences. One, I did it twice, only once. There was one person in the audience who understood what I was saying. Mm. Like, 
idiots. Yeah. Who they they have like uh, bosses full of idiots. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, that <clears throat> they sometimes they take to television shows. Sometimes they take them to vote. Sometimes you know it's just the same <laughs> bus of idiots that just bus around from show to show, and it's just old people uh, okay. and like I students see. who have nothing to do during the day. And they how just many comics uh, auditioned for that? I don't know. I I wasn't part of the competition. I was like a special guest. Huh, okay, yeah. okay. Other, if I was part of the competition, they would have just wiped the floor with me. Because <laughs> I said, thing, I went on Romanian TV to say things that no one has ever said in Romania. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that was the, the idea, to talk about uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, religion. Mm. No one has ever talked about religion. They talked about uh, the church, which is the institution, and the human failability when it comes to religion. But I went there to talk about God and Jesus. Uh, okay. Uh, and That's Mary, cool. but they cut that out too. Um, and then the second time, I wanted to go and talk about racism in Romania uh, and say that uh, the gypsies born in Romania are also Romanian. And they know, people hated that even more. That's crazy. Yeah, I see. <clears throat> so it uh, kind of uh, gives the understanding that your style of comedy is more on the dark side of things no i don't like you to don't look at it like that because it's not gratuitous like you know what i mean uh, you only do jokes where you find it funny yeah, i understand yeah, yeah. but you are leaning on the side that jokes that tickles people who uh, take it too seriously imagine that nobody is uh, religious in this world mm -hmm. it's not gonna make it funny when you think about it because yeah. it's a myth and people believing in it makes yeah. it funnier for the other people So if everyone is atheists, you wouldn't do that joke because it's not funny anymore. Yeah, you're talking about some mythology. Yeah. Let's uh, give it up already. Let's talk about. I our... think it would still because it's still funny with atheists because they uh, they know the story. So jokes, I don't. They they have another level when it's about something controversial. But mm -hmm. I think jokes are mostly about something that you you understand. Because puns are funny too, mm -hmm. because you yeah. understand language. Um, but that's not my intent. My intent is this. Um, this is what I really want to do with the shows. You know that feeling when you're at home with your friends and it's late night. You have yeah. a, a drink or two, and you're having fun, and then someone goes like, "You guys know any jokes?" And then people <laughs> start telling jokes, and then you know what I mean. It gets worse and worse and. That's the that's what I see comedy as. As hey, yeah. we're in this room together. We're not gonna say these things outside of this room because it's it's these it's, are just it's jokes. upsetting to say these things. Mm -hmm. Like in normal life, the things that all of us say on stage, yeah, they just don't belong there. Mm -hmm. But in the context of a show, let's just challenge mm -hmm. some things. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Let's have some uh, laughs on things that so, we've yeah, never thought about. You like before. to challenge the crowd. That's, uh, yeah, so it's not dark because I'm not trying to be dark. You know, I'm not. Yeah, Anthony of course, Jones I'm like, not really trying to say that you do it for the sake of it. Yeah, just for the shocking effect, effect, and yeah. get an easy laugh yeah. just to make people. It's not Ricky Gervais or Jimmy Carr. It's yeah. It's uh, I like Stanhope. I like Louis. Mm. I like <coughs> Carlin. Pryor. You know, mm -hmm. like Pryor's joke about uh, why are uh, vampires uh, afraid of crosses because they're allergic to bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great That's joke. That's amazing. Perfect. Yeah. 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 Uh, you like to challenge the crowd. You also uh, do. I mean, it goes. It takes you to a dark place. But I also, I also find your comedy more philosophical. Uh, a little bit. Jokes about penises and vaginas, man. Because I feel like this is the problem. It's like we can't take this too seriously because it is penis and vagina jokes. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like you were saying earlier, the yeast in the penis and the vagina. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. This is what we're talking about at yeah. the same time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Nilufer's uh, style is more obvious on that front, right? Penis and vagina jokes. Well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> 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 Mo- mostly vagina, some penis sprinkled in there, some dick jokes. Yeah. What is it that you get out of comedy? <clears throat> why Why do you do it? How do you style it? You tell things, of... of course, you find it funny, right? Mm-hmm. It applies to all comedians all around the world, I think. Mm-hmm. But you have an angle, like Victor explained, he kind of uh, wants to uh, challenge people. In your words, what else you get out of it? I love, like my favorite thing is to make people laugh. That's yeah. the best feeling in the world. Yeah, I mean, the, is the question, what do you get out of like doing comedy or what do you get out of the type of material you do? What is your style? Let me refre- uh, Let me ask a complete different question. What kind of subjects you make? you love to make jokes? Well, I think I I just... I like talking about sex and like my experiences with sex and love and relationships uh, because like I grew up like really comfortable talking about that. So talking about that stuff is not um, uncomfortable for me. It's not weird for me. And I think like the opinions I talk about, so many women have thought and felt, but they've never like actually said it out loud especially specifically in turkey yeah so it's like thrilling to see like because here there's like this thing of people are kind of like scared to laugh like they'll close their mouths mm-hmm. they'll they won't make any sounds but yeah, even they like just smile sometimes yeah but like even seeing like two women up front who are like enjoying themselves so much because they're like oh my god she's saying these things that really turns me on you know that turns you on yeah, yeah. you also like it's to sexy. be voice of uh, other woman who thinks the same but yes. can't really talk it out loud yeah but like i don't know may i don't know it's like doing these kinds of joke it, it jokes it makes it um Less difficult to get on bigger shows. Um, once again, especially in Turkey, like people are scared to put you on stuff, which makes sense. You know, yeah. it is dangerous. I think there is a healthy um, balance between uh, reaching out to your specific crowd and uh, wanting wanting to make more people laugh. Mm-hmm. So if right. it boils down to enjoying comedy in the most abstract form, just making someone laugh then the natural way is to not, not take a lot of, not do a lot of offensive jokes, th- some wholesome jokes as well, something everybody can relate. So, so right now... Wh- there's a balance between what you like right. and what everybody else likes. So right now what I'm experiencing is that doing these jokes is I enjoy it so much and I think I'm good at it. I love language and playing with the language and like these new thoughts. I, I love doing all of this. But this is... Yeah, quote unquote easy for me, you know, like talking about this stuff is not uncomfortable for me. I can go there. I don't care if someone's disgusted or whatever. But I feel like right now my challenge is like going in a bit deeper, like really getting into personal stuff. Yeah. Talking about my feelings and my experience my other experience outside the bedroom you know um <laughs> that that's been like my ideologies like how i look at life i don't know if it's necessary or not but like and i don't want to do that just so i can get on other shows it's just like a artistic if you will challenge for me yeah yeah i see What do you think about that, Victor? <laughs> do your thing, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, just because this is the beauty of uh, of comedy. You can um, 
one of my favorite videos on YouTube is uh, a video from the 80s from the comedy store. Mm. And Richard Pryor is on. Mm -hmm. And he's talking about growing up in a brothel. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Killing. Yes. He, everyone is, they can't believe this man is sharing, like, his father was a pimp, his grandmother was a matron. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And he's sharing this thing, you know, sucking dick when he was 11. Mm -hmm. And then... He closes his set and then he introduces Robin Williams. Robin Williams comes and just does all sorts of weird noises, jumps around, talks about the hair on his hands, uh -huh. gets the same reaction from right. the audience. That's what's beautiful about what we do. Mm -hmm. It's like everyone is doing their own thing. You know, um, um, yeah, it's it's personal interpretation. What we're all trying to do is just get a laugh. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter how we do it. Yeah. So... I want to go yeah. back to the origin story for each of you. How do you start stand-up comedy? What inspired you? What uh, made you think that I have to go on stage and tell jokes? jokes? This is because this is the thing. Stand-up comedy is not. It's like it's it's a art form in the sense that okay, it's defined in the in the states. You know, uh, Lenny Bruce, Mort Sol, uh, they they really invented the style that we do. You know what I mean? Personal. You know what I mean? Like Woody Allen on his um, uh, on his album at the end, there's a little interview and he talks about seeing Mort Sol for the first time, mm. and it just blew his mind because no one ever came on stage dressed in a sweater mm. with a newspaper under his arm talking about current events in a language that nobody used before. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So these are the people that really changed and really formed what we do now. But it's just jokes, man. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. street jokes. I love street jokes. Mm -hmm. And yeah. that's we all knew street jokes when we were kids. And yeah. I love street jokes. And I used to tell street jokes as a kid. And then I discovered, uh, like, Seinfeld. And I was like, you can yeah. do this as, so for a living? So you were telling jokes even it's before amazing. you started as a stand-up comedian. Yeah, 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 I love jokes. <laughs> yeah, jokes okay. are amazing. So yeah. he's saying he was born ready doing stand-up <laughs> comedy. How about you, Nidifer? How did you start? I, I have a very romantic uh, story of how I started. I mean, I, I followed comedy. I, I was addicted to television, to sitcoms. I loved TV. Um, I downloaded, uh, what's his name? Um, what's his name? Dan... Dane Cook's special oh, wow. accidentally because uh, he, he he did that like MySpace thing. I don't know if you yeah. heard about it. Like, so I was I thought I was downloading something. I downloaded that special, watched it over and over again. <clears throat> watched Louis, Sarah Silverman, but the whole time, like my mom's a super feminist. She's a sociologist. My dad does theater. Like I grew up in like a very liberal uh, left environment. But still, I just, I never thought that, like, girls did this, you know? Like, it's, uh. and it's so weird thinking about it now because, like, I, I did not have those restrictions at all. But I was just like, yeah, this is something guys do. <clears throat> and then I started college, uh, did uh, started in film and TV, then made it my minor, did dramatic writing. And then when I got into my master's, I was like, my thesis is going to be a talk show hosted by a woman. That was it. That That's why I started. And then I was doing it, didn't know who's going to host it or anything like that. And then in March, it, we were on spring break and I was like having this like existential, you know, <laughs> crisis of like, what am I doing? I'm still in Savannah. All my friends are graduated. Why am I even the, still doing school? And I was, do you know Chris Gethard? 
No, I have taste. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't help myself. Uh, uh, yeah, you say whatever you want about a stand-up, but he had this show called The Chris Gethard Show, where it was on like public access TV in New York every Wednesday. Only like 30 people watched it live. And it's, every show is like really weird. A lot of like depression talk. And I was watching like the tapes on YouTube and I'm like just like depressed watching it in my bed. And this one episode he was talking about like this caller called and some struggle. And he was saying like, you know, if you want to do something, go out and do it. If you want to do this, try that. If you want to do this, go do that. If you want to do stand up, uh, if you want to do comedy, go to an open mic. And I was like. I should go to an open mic. And then I met up with my friend that day. It's very day. American. They always like to say, hey, go for it. Go for it. Go you for can it. do anything. Yeah. <laughs> and he's very much like that, too. <laughs> and so I went to this cafe with my friend and I was like telling her, dude, like, I really I think I want to go to an open mic. And she was like, oh, I think I know a friend. And then literally randomly that friend showed up like we didn't even know she was going to be there. She was at the cafe. and She was like, oh, yeah, tomorrow, Chuck's, there's an open mic. I was like, hell, yeah. So I wrote five minutes. And then I went up and that was it. Like, just fell in love with it immediately. Great. Congratulations. Romantic, I told yeah, you. Very romantic story. Yeah. Very romantic. Yes. Yeah. But I'm, I'm like that. I'm a yeah. romantic chick. Yeah, we fell in oh. love with the story. <laughs> Good. Like, yeah. So, um, <laughs> love at first listen. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, used to send, we used to send you guys like boys, like thousands of boys every year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but you were sending us the bad crop. What? <laughs> Not sending the good the, boys. The, the, the best men. Bad boys. That's, that's why a lot of people uh, look Romanian here. Because it's like they're yeah, the children a, of the dude, people that we send. Mixed true. breeding with Romania and Turkey. You had a great joke about Bulgarians. That's half. Romanian, half Turkish. It's no. what we call Bulgarian, is no, it? No, no, no. It? It's like um, someone, I met somebody whose parents, uh, one of them is from Romania, one of them is from Turkey, which means that she's from Bulgaria. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's in the Bulgaria. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Victor Patrashkan, Matt Castelvi, and Zoe Brownstone. Victor is looking at you like, who are these guys? <laughs> 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 Who's coming here? <laughs> You, man, you come here. Oh, okay. Uh, for our English comedy week, we are in between that period where we catch Viktor Patrashkan in his touring of his English show all around Europe. In Istanbul, we had a chance to watch him. I'm going to come back. I'm, I want to come back. Yeah, we really like, want you yeah. back, man. That was a great show, and uh, we are looking forward to the next one, uh, which is tomorrow. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Uh, tomorrow from the day we're recording. Cause this, this is, is irrelevant to say when is the show, but yeah. yeah. We are in between shows now. But yeah, Victor, you have the most experience in between of us uh, having international. Not a contest. This is such toxic masculinity. It's I'm like, not saying it's a contest. That's right. Yeah, who's is bigger? <laughs> not exactly, but yeah. <laughs> Obviously, my dick is bigger than yeah, both yeah, of you. Yeah, Victor has the biggest clitoris, you know. <laughs> no, no, it's a dick. It's, it's a, a dick. dick. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, that's a different contest, but this is not a contest. We just want to have your experience to enlighten us you know yeah. i, I want to ask you as the most experienced first i want to ask you where you get the best experience as a stand-up comic um like interacting your audience telling the jokes getting a great reaction and the worst experience can you tell uh, us as both? in like cities yeah 
Cities. Do, 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 do. Oh my do, god. Do, 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 so do. Is that you? This oh. is Ariam. No, it's not Murat. This is Ariam. <laughs> I was like, yeah. what did I just do? Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> Sorry, I thought, uh, yeah, that was an alarm. Sorry. <laughs> is it for your birth control? Yeah. <laughs> Forgot to take the pill. It's for prayer. <laughs> Losing my religion to... <laughs> towards Mecca. It, it is a Friday. It is a Friday. So. <laughs> yeah, I have to pray big time now for the whole week. <laughs> All right. I'll Make be up. the imam. <laughs> I don't know what they're saying. Is this, is this too much? For <laughs> Is this going to be cut? No, it's okay. okay. <laughs> it's, you are lost in translation and also yeah. in logic, right? Lost in belief yeah I don't know what they're saying but it's five in the morning I'm like man you gotta chill yeah, everybody yeah, has yeah. Uh, so what's your question again what's the best place yeah best experience you got out of uh, as a traveling comedian and, and the worst experience maybe city by city it's I, up to you I, the best experience man it's like I'm amazed with everything it's like every single show I am like who are these people why are they coming to the show like it's amazing everywhere like i'm i'm i've even if the show is not good it's not good because of me right so it's not them it's they <laughs> they're just nice you know what i mean like little little deer just coming with the big eyes and going like oh i love how you went from like they're all stupid to it's all my fault oh, they're stupid <laughs> but they're nice people you know what i mean yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's not their fault and the worst experience probably the, the one that uh, hurt me the most is uh, I tried to do jokes about religion in Bucharest and bombed three times at all the clubs. Oof. Like in your home country. Yeah. In Bucharest, where it's like young, you know, university educated intellectuals, just like they didn't want to. Like I had a <laughs> show. Uh, it was, I think, 15 or 16 of December. 2019 uh, at uh, this co comics club in, in Bucharest, mm -hmm. 200 people. Me translating my jokes from English to Romanian okay. about God. Okay. Silence. Yeah. At some point, a woman, 20-something-year-old, in the middle of the crowd, stands up and goes like, not during Lent. <laughs> not before Christmas. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know that uh, jokes about God offend you. Let's talk about Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> and then two guys by the stage stood up and they were like, nah. Uh, let's not. Yeah. Uh, so that's but, that's the most heartbreaking. Do you, so had you yeah. done those jokes in your language before? Um, I've done them at uh, like some small shows in London. Mm -hmm. uh, and they didn't go down well there. Because I feel like... The and then I did them on TV and I was like... This is what I'm doing. Like, you don't like this? This is what you get. Yeah, I, I feel like translating jokes, like I was really bad at it when I first came around, but I think I'm getting better at it. It's especially easier translating jokes from Turkish to English. Mm -hmm. um, but I just have, it. it's just I think saying those words so many times makes a difference, you know. Someone it, has to say them the first time. That's no, no, no. I, no, no, no. I'm just saying like doing the joke over and over again. Yeah. Just the fact that you've done it in English doesn't matter. I know. In the end of the day, it's the first time you're doing it in Romanian, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's it's more of the the, um, Con the content yeah, of the, the, content. the things that I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because, you know what I mean? It's like there's... Because before that, I did some like, you know, just kind of, hey, I'm Romanian, I live abroad. And people are like, ha, 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 look at you. <laughs> right. Silly look Romanian. Clown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I went into jokes about God, and then they were like, no, no, no. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's that's fine. They don't have to like them. 
Yeah. So I have to I mean, leave my own country. They were funnier. <laughs> yeah. Didn't you think? Because I feel like that's a thing now. Yeah, you two are a different breed than me because uh, I started doing comedy in my native tongue. Mm-hmm. But you both started doing uh, stand-up comedy in your second language, in English. Yeah. So I felt, uh, you know, some jokes are lost in translation. Even if you know the language very well, uh, it's, uh, it takes time, a little bit time, not mm-hmm. a lot. If you have experience in other languages, you can transfer the experience, but not the, you know, uh, your flexibility with language. So maybe making it punchy enough wasn't uh, you weren't experienced enough to do it in Romanian. Uh, yes, that is also one of the one of the things. But um, the things that I was talking about was things that no one has no one's ever done jokes about God. They've done about priests, the yeah. churches, the building. You know what I mean? Uh, but no one about God. Yeah. No one about Jesus. No one about Virgin Mary's vagina. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's. Yeah, but don't you, you know think I mean? that if they were like. Obviously, I don't know the jokes, and I know you're hilarious, but I'm just saying that, like... It's the jokes that I, I said think, last don't night. You, don't I you think, think it was, like, funny? Oh, right, right. I think so the first the thing, joke... It's, it's the same jokes that I tell in English. But I think then... God made the first joke on Virgin Mary's vagina. <laughs> that was a joke popping out of Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what I was saying about, like, being here, like, fucking Turkish dudes and living here... That I think because I'm still doing the same material, like mm. I'm doing the material that I wasn't doing well with when I first started out here. Mm. And after having lived here, it's like you pick up on the not just colloquialisms, but um, the culture, the vibe of the people. Yeah. You know, like the temperature of the audience. I don't care about the. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say what I want to say. Fair enough. And uh, how I want to say it. Mm-hmm. And uh, because I can say this, because this is the weird thing. It's like I say these things all every night mm-hmm. to people from all over the world. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this is, this, is the, this is the issue. Because uh, and I think all cultures all- have their sensitive subjects. It changes from culture yeah, to man, culture. But when we talk about culture, it's this vague thing that this kind of mood uh, within a country. But these are individuals. This is uh, smart people that have heard jokes like this mm-hmm. uh, because people come to all the time. They come to me, you know, you do jokes about religion, you know, uh, uh, George Carlin. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm like, yeah, you know, like uh, uh, Jim Jeffries also does jokes about it. I'm like, yeah, yeah that's it's, a, it's part of a culture right. of stand up. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and these people go to shows. And this is this is the problem that I have is they were really upset at that. But then all the other comedians that came uh on after me they did jokes about in romanian about men uh wanting to buy cars and women being stupid <laughs> and i'm like oh so you laugh at this oh, okay right so that's the problem yeah yeah i get that and yeah. uh so yeah <laughs> so you require your audience to get to a certain level of taste in comedy no i um i don't know i expected okay know. Uh, but it's, yeah, it really uh, hurt me. Yeah, it's hard to put it into hierarchy saying this yeah. is better, this is worse. Because this is not the first time. This, this is, is different. This That's is it. the attitude that, uh, if we're talking about culture, this is the Romanian attitude. Constantin uh, Brâncuș, uh, one of the greatest sculptors to have ever lived, pioneered modern sculpture, uh, modern uh, like sculpture. Uh, he wanted to live all his work to the Romanian state mm-hmm. in the 60s when he died, and uh, the Romanian state went like. 
what these these fucking metal shit we don't want it and now wow. it's yeah it's in paris at the centre pompidou opposite of centre pompidou there's a building specifically for brancouche he's in the biggest museums in the world but so, not except yeah, in romania and always... now romania is like oh we always appreciated this guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's gonna happen with you too man <laughs> uh, but this is uh, this is the thing because uh like i saw there was a, this thing with uh, john oliver did a piece on museums you know what i mean and then yeah. he was like you know the british museum they stole all of these things from these countries and i'm like those people didn't give a shit about that thing when they were taken mm-hmm. like yeah. if they were made out of gold and you know what i mean precious right. stones oh they cared about yeah. it then yeah but they people in cairo used to sell mummies on the street there's photos from the early 1900s of people selling mummies as like for fire mm. so people would just burn mummies because as wood mm-hmm. and now they go like oh the precious egyptian <laughs> i'm like you go to egypt it's like yeah aside from the three pyramids uh you know what i mean in giza everything else is left to just rot mm-hmm. yeah they don't they don't care but when the british museum goes like hey this actually has value everyone goes like well we always knew this and we always cherish this mm, yeah, yeah. Right. like this is the reality of that that's how it is here too yeah we had so many things stolen and people still don't care about uh, historic ruins yeah. or anything yeah Yeah, for ex- it's but it's it's in human nature I think. If I don't give a shit about my shoes, it's not like my favorite shoes anyways, but if a lot of people want that shoe, I would sell it for a higher price, right? Yeah. That demand creates the uh meaning and value in things. That's yeah. how art works. But some cultures uh, appreciate art better than other cultures and but remind them. But this is the thing because is... in Romania there's such a feeling about like we know what art is. Mm-hmm. Don't come here and tell us what art is <laughs> with this language. There's nobody about it too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So... Until someone because when because uh, uh, there's a few of us doing it in English, right? There's a few Romanians and uh, I know Radu Isaac. Radu is Isaac. respected in Romania. He is. Uh, I think he's the best Romanian comedian. Yeah. like all around Romanian and English he's mm-hmm. fantastic mm-hmm. and he is respecting Romania because he started in Romania mm-hmm. and the local comedians they know him and they all admire him because mm-hmm. he's really good mm-hmm. but all the rest of us we started it in English mm-hmm. and nobody cares mm-hmm. until we get uh, a nod from like the approved mm-hmm. institutions right mm-hmm. like when you know one of us does the comedy store everyone goes like oh so They were good, but I thought they were good all along. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. I just didn't want because this there's this thing of people don't want to be the first to say like, oh, this is good, because uh, what if they're wrong? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And their reputation. <clears throat> they want to. They don't want to back up their opinions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. until someone else does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right. Yeah, that's that's interesting. But as a traveling comedian, uh, let's talk about English speaking audiences all around yeah. where you have been. They're amazing. They're uh, amazing. And the Romanians, they're so supportive. The Romanians who live abroad, man, they're so nice. Like I did a show in Vienna like two weeks ago. A lady brought me like aubergine spread, which is like a traditional thing. Mm. She came to the show and she brought like a jar of it. And I'm like, oh, this is so nice. What's, and What's like, the name in, in, Rom- in Romanian? Zakuska. Zakuska. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Uh, and she, lovely. And sometimes I talk to them after the show. They're amazing. They're really nice. They're open. Yeah. They're smart. They're highly educated. It's a brain drain out of Romania. Just like the best mm-hmm. people left Romania. Yeah, we have yeah. that here. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it's the similar experience. The good ones are leaving the country anyway, so yeah. you are left with the. But the audiences are basically similar in makeup. Uh, most places I go. There's... Yeah, you talked about your worst experience. It was in Romania. Yeah. What was the best? Man, if you had it's... to pick and tell I, us. It's like I can't pick because it's. I am amazed and humbled that people would take time out of their life <laughs> to come see me tell like penis and vagina jokes mm -hmm. <laughs> and there's no one else it's just me doing the show i open i mirror i close that's <laughs> and they take their they spend money for a ticket they drive there they get there they take pop, whatever they do it's like it's an effort mm -hmm. and yeah. i am like this is amazing because it's like it's there's no It's it's just weird to choose like oh the biggest number you know what I mean like I did a big theater in Warsaw and that was like probably the biggest show I've ever done. How many people? Like four hundred and thirty. But huge. then that was amazing and it was just like who are you people? Yeah. But then at the same time I did like a small village in Iceland, twenty mm -hmm. people, in a town in a village that's a thousand four hundred people. Including children, <laughs> old people, geriatrics, yeah. like uh, uh, people in a vegetative state, yes, like yes. they can't leave the house, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yeah. they're like hooked up to a, a machine. Yeah. Um, and it was but, fun as well. I bet too, it was like, like the house people. was just... I did it in a bait shop in, in, a, in a place like near a lake, mm. uh, near a fjord uh, in Iceland, uh, where they sold bait for like fishing. Mm. And the people came and I was like, how did you find out about the show? This is amazing. <laughs> Lovely people. But the most imp impressive thing for me was they were kids, mm. like 16 year old, like yeah. some boys just came together and they were like, we're going to see this. Yes. This is amazing. Yeah. And I was talking to one of them. It feels like a community service, man. You are doing these shows in small towns. It's like yeah, nobody like, goes there for I'm those like a people. comedy monk. Uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But here's the thing. I was talking to one of them and he was like, you know what I, I really like? I want to be a cook because I love Middle Eastern food. And I'm like, oh, man, that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah but I dreamed that one day I'm going to eat a real kebab. And I'm like, man. Because <laughs> he's in, It's in so a, naive. Yeah. <clears throat> but it's it's like he never left that village. Yeah. He never even went to Reykjavik, which is on the opposite side of the island. Right. right. So far from him. Right. He never had kebab. Yeah. Wow. This is this is amazing, right? And it's no it's it's not fair to compare. Come the to Istanbul, guys. We have the best kebab in Europe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The Icelandic people are listening to this right now. <laughs> They're that's, packing their... Maybe, yeah. maybe that 16-year-old yeah. fan is listening, though. Who knows? Maybe so. He's following you everywhere, maybe. So this is the experience of doing shows in English mm -hmm. and all, all yeah. over the place. Can I It's, ask a question? If of you course, don't mind? go ahead. No. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Men. Please. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I do this podcast in Turkish and I interview comics and I've been asking this question to the last few comics. And I'd love to get like your... Um, opinion thoughts on how do you build an act what's your approach to it do you think there's like a way to do it or is there a way you do it how do you look at that everyone writes dif differently mm -hmm. you start with five minutes basically yeah and uh everyone has their uh, a different way of working you know how, what I mean? how do you do it i just try to remember the jokes <laughs> <laughs> you don't write down the jokes not really now sometimes i write ideas but uh, i never look through like I have you don't like you yeah. don't think of a set list before you go up uh basically there's so there's different types of shows right if it's it's a lineup show 
it's if it's a showcase, I just think of the first thing that I want to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, I just open with fuck Vladimir Putin. Mm-hmm. I have a bit on like the fucking cunt. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and uh, so you know I, your I, opener and closer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then I just go like, okay, let's see what I feel like. What about the four hundred yeah. seater show? You that's did? a show. Right. So that's it's it's a show with beginning, middle, and end with the logical structure with a, a thing in my head where I start from mm-hmm. one subject and I end up with another mm-hmm. callbacks and it's a structured show because mm-hmm. people come to see a show and I right. want to give them yeah. a show. Um, and uh, basically, what I do is I do two parts of the show. First part is I do crowd work and um, old, new jokes, whatever, whatever just Pops comes from, from the moment. Mm-hmm. And then I take a break and then I do the show. The second part is uh. the show. It's an hour, like 55 minutes to an hour. It's a show with like structure. And that's a, a thing. That, that's How the long product. is the first half? Depends, you know, between 30 and 50 minutes, sometimes an hour. Depends how fun the crowd is, how open they are to, to chat. You know. Okay, interesting. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that structured show you have, you don't have it in writing though. It's in your head. Yeah, yeah. Dude, Nikki Glaser talks about that. I'm a huge fan of hers, and she's like, she doesn't write it. She just has. Yeah, she it. gets other people to do it. <laughs> no, dude, that's only for a roast. <laughs> it's yeah. it's all in here. I see. I I am one of those who needs to write things down. Me uh, too. I I write a set list before every show. Yeah. I have to. It's just uh, uh, compulsive. Yeah, for group shows, I just put a couple of bullet, po- bullet points for me to remind myself the whole joke, not the word by yeah. word. But for my solo show, uh, I started doing this new Turkish solo show uh, back in February mm-hmm. 2022. And I had to write everything down first. Yeah. But then later word on, I, I do small edits. Yeah. Now... What I tell right now, after nine months of doing that show, I tell something different, actually. Uh, it's like it grows, right? 70, it 75% similar to yeah. first draft. And uh, many sentences changed the words. I put the punchline in a more, more punchy place. Sometimes punchline changed. Mm. But yeah, I am also lazy on that. And, you know, I don't really go, uh, this works for me and I don't do the thing that works for me. That makes it lazy. I don't really judge other people who doesn't write from the beginning, but that's what I do. And I have to go back. And I also find trouble to listen myself after the shows. Mm. I know you don't have, because right after the show, you listen yourself. Uh, uh, I do get too. A, I, I love listening to myself. I hate it. I, I love it. I, I'll, I'll record it and then I'll be on the ferry. I'll just like be jizzing to my own sound and like sometimes <laughs> I have to like listen to it two or three times in order to be like okay Nilifra, now listen to how it actually like if it worked or mm-hmm. not you know because I, I had a professor um, who like started out with like she said Louis CK and all of them he was like buddies with like Sarah Silverman and all, the, all that and he like did a comedy club and he would give us feedback which I'm like strictly against those types of environments but that kind of um what he said what was really helpful like his approach at least he was like you you gotta um categorize jokes as like a b c no okay i'm just saying this is what he said take it or leave it but like um a is like a is basically the amount of laughs it gets you know so then Mm -hmm. once you look at it through that lens 
it it takes a it, you kind of take a step back from what you like to say because that happens to me a lot where like I'll be doing this new joke and I'm just like so stoked about it I think it's like so edgy and I love saying it but then after you do it three times five times maybe it's not getting the reaction and you only hear that once you listen to the set because on stage you're like having a great time you know you're doing the joke it, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, also it applies to positive things as well. You say something on the spot and you miss out yes. a great I addition to your punchline or an afterthought. Yeah. What it do you helps. not agree with? I don't agree with any rules. Oh sure. I, I think uh, this but is that maybe looks like an attitude for to, towards whole life. To start, I yeah, I think <laughs> it's uh, to start off. Maybe it's helpful. It's uh, but then it's the the worst thing that. Uh, uh, like rules like this. But I totally it agree with that. That's why I think that it's yeah, really dangerous to be to take a comedy stand up comedy class yeah. to t- never. I, yes, I'll don't. never read how to write jokes. Never. <clears throat> yeah. No, because I this agree is, with all this that. is the thing. When the pioneers did it, mm-hmm. they didn't. There was no course. No one would share how to write jokes. No one knew how to write like Dude, personal jokes. They were jokes. all stealing jokes. I'm reading yeah. this book. The comedians yeah. started out from vaudeville, and those days, there's yeah. no. They were doing each other's jokes. Yes, they, there was a blackboard with like, "Hey, these jokes were done. Just don't do these jokes." Yes, they. On the shows. Yeah. Yeah, they would like send their jokes in a letter to this one yeah. place. Now it's my joke, but then that place burnt down. Some people yeah. stole those jokes, and but then who taught Bill Cosby? Right. Yeah. Well, as as a human being, horrible. But as a comedian, uh, you know, Mount Rushmore, who taught Don Rickles? Who taught uh, Mort Sol? Who taught of Lenny? Of course. Of you know course. I mean? Who taught Mobs Mabley? Who taught uh, Joan Rivers? Who yeah. taught Pryor? Cosby. But you know what I mean? It's like, who mm. taught these people who, who broke the rules? Who just, because this is the thing. It's like, you know, when Jim Carrey talks with his ass in Ace Ventura? Yeah. You know, yeah. he moves his ass cheeks and yeah. he talks. He used to do that on stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who taught him to do that? Mm-hmm. What course did he take <laughs> where they go like, so if you start the set by talking with your ass, people will will laugh and it's a uh, A level. Uh-huh. But then uh, if, if you do, you know what I mean, Clint Eastwood, then that's a B. Then, then it's like, because this I is know, the thing. But yeah. I feel like we have these tools now. And I, I love being a student. I was a terrible student in high school. And I was a really sh- like a D almost failed student. But then in college, once I started learning things that I actually enjoyed, I found, turns out I love studying and yeah. like going deep into things but I this love. this is not about doing it correctly. <clears throat> no, it's not. I just yeah. love studying. Like if but, people approach you, why don't I try that? Like laughs per minute, dude. I'm obsessed with that idea. LPMs. Yeah. I, I want to get all the But laughs. here's the thing. Uh, it's not Jim healthy, Gaffigan, <laughs> Jim Gaffigan has per uh, like average of over eight laughs per minute mm-hmm. uh, Chris Rock has probably half of that well with tambourine no with the with the Always, early stuff yeah. yeah bigger and blacker bring yeah. the pain it's like yeah. it's it's less it's a different laugh yeah I know. why compare this because this is this is the problem this is the You're toxic right. masculinity <laughs> thing it's like it's imp- it's unfair to compare Seinfeld with Patrice O'Neill. Mm-hmm. It's not doing anyone's uh, service. It's yeah. about the level. Mm-hmm. Are they on the same level intellectually and comedically? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's, it's like, it's it's not fair to compare uh, people. It's not yeah. fair. It's, uh, I agree on that part where you, don't, you shouldn't take any courses or education. You shouldn't really uh, accept there are certain rules that you have to follow. 
but I also concur the idea that you don't need others. It doesn't mean that because you have a lot of uh, performances, a lot of examples to look up to. Even if it's not a course, you yeah. watching great uh, comics on stage yeah. is a course for you. Yeah. So it helps. All oh, the yeah, totally. knowledge we share right now helps a lot. The But reason why the uh, com uh, comedy coming out of the U.S. is so good is because they're in an environment where they're surrounded by amazing people, right? Like Chappelle became Chappelle because he saw Tony Woods, mm -hmm. right? And he saw this guy and he was like, I am going to do that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, Pryor yeah. became Pryor because he saw Cosby. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, Don Rickles became Don Rickles because he saw uh, Milton Berle. Mm -hmm. uh, How about you? What? Who you aspired the most that uh, gave you the final push to go on stage? Your grandfather. Yeah, yeah. he was a funny guy. He told yeah. jokes. Yeah. Funny guy, like funny, funny, or I don't know. Funny guy, as what I remember him as being, and uh, warm. Okay. Warm. Yeah, he was a warm guy. Warm. He was a nice. Oh, warm. Oh. Yeah. I was like, he's a worm. What the? Fuck? Well, he's not warm. He's dead now. He's <laughs> yeah, dead cold. Yeah, he's there's, cold. there's probably there's a part around of him now. Yeah. yeah. A part um, of a warm, warm family is feeding <laughs> off him. Right yeah, now, yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> so also, this is the thing. I think it was my dad. Honestly, yeah. he loved Chaplin. We watched a lot of Chaplin films, and he would like dress up as Chaplin. He does theater. He does like children's theater and stuff. Hitler so. or Chaplin? Interpretation. Yeah. <laughs> <Not the interpretation. laughs> Many yeah. times I mixed both. Because <laughs> you know Hitler had that mustache because I know, yeah. I know. And then he was like so upset when Great Dictator came out. Yeah, he called him Jewish, like to go like, "Hey, this guy's Jewish." <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Actually, there was like a, a, a lot of propaganda around Chaplin being Jewish. Mm. Uh, he wasn't, but I know. Well, he he got exiled with the Red Scare and all yeah, that. Yeah. 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 It's uh, it's it's very weird. But yeah, this is this is the weird thing about what we're trying to do. Is of course there's more and more rules, there's more and more courses, schools of thought of mm -hmm. what is done. But the beauty comes out when you watch someone like Edizat and you go like, what? This comes from another place. Yes, he it comes from street performance, and it's just if you follow the rules, you you don't get Edizat. Yeah. If you follow the rules, you don't get all yeah. of these amazing people. But yeah, let's say no grandfather, no father. Who who inspired inspired you the most as a stand-up uh, comic? It's 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 a bunch of comedians. Uh, Seinfeld, Rock, uh, Carlin, um, Norm, Norm Macdonald. Oh, beautiful stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Don Rickles, one of my all-time favorites. Mm. Don Rickles is like just pure comedy. It's just, is that your wife? Oof. <laughs> Oof. That's the joke. Oof. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> She looks like a moose. Whose joke is uh, take my wife, please? It's it's an old vaudeville joke. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think it was made popular in the 50s by, I can't remember the name of the guy, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, something. Yeah. Uh, what the name is the guy? I forgot the name of the guy. Okay. Uh, this is a Google. Googleable. Googleable <laughs> question. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's it's a lot of people. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's it's. Yeah. Uh, I know what Google made to our brains. We never store information now because it's a couple of seconds away. The information. So yeah, we, we don't, don't need to store the information. So you can preoccupy your brain with better things. <laughs> <laughs> I hate people shitting on technology. This is the best thing. The reason why people are on their phone. You know why people? Everyone is on their phone because it's better than what's in front of you. Mm -hmm. Most yeah. of the time, what's in front of you is uh, people on uh, on an underground train, just 
Is this what you want to look at? No, yeah. look on your phone. Look at, you know what I mean? The the greatest knowledge. Uh, in yeah, sometimes ever. I meet with a couple of uh, old friends that I did, haven't seen before uh, for a long time, let's say. Yeah. And uh, I don't enjoy the meetings. I was saying, yeah, we are communicating and actually interacting better on our phones. So yeah. let's end this meeting and go back to our exactly. di- digital <laughs> lives. Because this is, this is the amazing thing about people coming to live comedy. I'm like, You can watch the best specials ever. You can watch Louis on your phone right now. Why are you listening to me? <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For the live experience. Yeah, whatever. Because also great. you are great, yeah. just like Louis. Yeah. Are, well, people are prehistoric. You know what I mean? They're just <laughs> basic Neanderthals. <laughs> and that's why they, they're like, oh, it was just communal entertainment. I'm like, no, just watch Norm. Watch Norm's first special. It's about death. It's one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. Wow. Oh, yeah. You know Norm's special? It's I, like I me haven't seen that one. Oh, beautiful. I don't think I've seen any of Norm's specials, but... One of the all-time greats. Yeah, to be yeah. honest, this is going to be like a really wrong thing to say, but I, I, I am a little sexist. Like, I... So you think women are not funny too? No, I'm sexist against men. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's healthy one. Healthy one. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw... And, um, I don't know. I have this thing with Bill Burr, too. I just don't want to open it up and listen to him. And it's not that I'm like, oh, they're not good. Because you might agree. <laughs> no, no. It, it has nothing to do with the content or what they're saying. It's just I don't want to spend my time listening to that. And it's probably bad. I should, uh, since I'm like, oh, I'm, so I want to learn, is your blah, blah, blah. C- comic that What's inspired you the most. Yeah, it, I'm going to say it's Norm MacDonald for you. That name dropped more than the others. But Rickles. For you? Rickles. Don Rickles. Don Rickles. All right. He picked Don Rickles. Yeah, How I about mean, you? So I I think Dane Cook was like such a... But then now Dane Cook is not a thing for me, you know? Like So watching him then not doing comedy, it was like, what the fuck is this... Perf- the one that he has like in the round? Like, what the fuck is this performance? Uh, later on, let's say he's an honorable honorable mention honor, for uh, you to honorable mention. Sure, um, I mean right now, honestly, Nikki Glaser is like, but I think it's just her career, not even just like her stand up. Oh, I see. It's like very. Um, I would love to have her career. That's why I do podcast so four days her. a week. Yeah, yeah, dude, she does a four days. I want my own reality show. Uh, Carlin was like. This is, oh, this is like art, art, you know. Um, but I mean, I don't know. I, I'm hard at like dropping names. Um, oh, Rory Scoville. Oh, oh okay. Very good. Dude, I watched him live in Atlanta, like in the front seat. And that was just like, I can't believe I'm showered by this experience for free right now. <laughs> it was free. <laughs> no pun intended. Yeah, because it was at a star bar, which is sadly closing down right now. But um, yeah, I, I was, I don't know if I was on that show, but Monday nights they have an open mic where like you have to call on a Sunday at a certain time and leave a voice message and then maybe you get on or whatever. And he like was closing out and that was like so impressed. Yeah, Rory Scoville is just like... He does something else. You you know Rory mm-hmm. Scoville and like his special, um, where like he did he recorded seven nights of an improv like all improv for seven nights an hour, um, at the um that place is also closed now at this like church that was a comedy club, 
closed down, opened a bunch of times. And then, like, when I first started out, I was, like, three months in, and Rory's, like, special came out on Netflix. Not this, like, um, improv special, another one. And it was at that club, that church club, and in the audience were, like, comics that I had met recently. You know, like, I knew these. They were, like, my friends. So that was, like, just so... I can't believe, like, I get I, I get to experience this, you know? Like, just see this, that I'm so wow. close to this. Like, stand-up is really weird in that way where, like, I was talking about this maybe last night or the day before. Like, we get to be, like, meet and, like, be friends with people we admire and that, like, we are fans of. That's so yeah, that's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. That's a great feeling on any part of... Uh art you are impressed with a painter for example you get to meet it's also exciting yeah i don't think comedy is art comedy is what what we do i don't think it's art yeah i i get that it's hard to be good at it let's agree on that one no it's better than art (laughs) oh it's real no it's what art does plus it's funny because we do absolutely everything that art already is Mm -hmm. but then on top of that it's amazing yeah, I think yeah, I like, think it's a, you know I mean? it can be art. A, a brick, like you know, glued to a wall, that's art. But then try to make that funny because mm-hmm. we do what the brick does. You know what I mean? The a peeled banana skin. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. That was like or a piece to- of art. Toilet yeah. closet. We, we the, do that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone does that. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's like is like Dylan Moran mm-hmm. not art? Is Stuart Lee not better than art? Is are all Louis is not that better than art? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Some people might disagree though. You're, if you're you saying art plus laughter equals yeah. comedy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you don't speak English, they're not art anymore. They're just things that you don't you don't really look at. But the brick, yeah, more people would get it. Yeah, it's but then English. it's like uh, uh, Mr. Bean. I saw Mr. Bean on an airplane once. It was like on one of those, the, you know, the drop-down screens, and uh, there was no sound. I heard people laughing. Wow. Yeah. That's it's it's beautiful. It's it's like the the basics, you know what I mean, of of <laughs> of comedy. And yeah. Chaplin is the same, you know, Buster Keaton. It's yeah. just unbelievable. Like yeah. um Jacques Tati. Mm-hmm. It's just beautiful, like physical, like simple, like delicate comedy. I don't uh, know Jacques Tati. Oh, French dude? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Pure yeah. fantastic. Uh, one like, of the like one black of the, and white films? No. Uh well, his first uh, films were black and white, like uh, The Holiday of Mr. Hulot. Uh, but then he started making uh, films that he produced himself. He mm. died broke. Mm. Beautiful, like amazing. Like slapstick, like Chaplin, yeah. like is that why you it's mentioned? It's difficult, him? difficult to like put is, in the genre. Is there words? It's his own thing. There's a few words, mm-hmm. but it's a lot of like physical, mm-hmm. subtle in the framing. There's things happening in the foreground. There's like funny things happening in the background. You said Jacques Tati. Jacques Tati, mon oncle. Uh, Very nice. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Beautiful. Great comedians, uh, all great. We mentioned a, a lot in, of names. in Sweden. He makes films. His name is Roy Anderson. Mm-hmm. He makes the weirdest looking films. There's no shadows. It's like people look very weird. It's hilarious. Like it okay. looks 2D? Yeah, it's, it's really weird. Like people without life in them, but they also it's like such a nice metaphor for life. Mm-hmm. Roy Anderson. Totally underrated, just like unique sense of uh, humor. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Um, a lot of good suggestions. Uh, I hope everyone will check them out, including us. But uh, I think we are running out of time and I want to have a couple of 
closing sentences if you want to have any message to anyone feel free to use this space right now um uh, love each other <laughs> <laughs> but me the most <laughs> yeah love murad <laughs> Lo- love murad <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. love me yes yeah. first love me you know murad in romanian means pickled Pickled. Yeah, yeah, like something, okay. you know what I mean? You put in brine. Preserved. Yeah, yeah. I want to look at it that way. Yeah, yeah. Mummified. Mummified, yes. <laughs> <laughs> to use later, like a yeah, yeah. thousand years later. Just like the jokes. You don't get them now, you'll get them when you get home. <laughs> or when another comedian is on stage. <laughs> yeah, I can brag about other comedians' laughter saying it. They're actually laughing at me for my previous set. They just understood the joke 15 minutes later. <laughs> Do you have any podcast ideas and other things to discuss for a couple minutes? Because we had th- these different ideas. Uh, we wanna, I want to open those subjects to other comedians as well. Uh, app developing, for example, Chastity app, Chastity Belt app. Mm. Uh, that would be which app right now? I think Snapchat is more like a virgin platform, is it? No. No? Having an account on High Five. What's that? High five? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like when MySpace was a thing. Huh. Yeah, it was an alternative that Romanians used. Oh, yeah. okay. okay. That's a chastity belt app. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> what, what does it mean to be a chastity belt app? I don't know. For example, uh, uh, anime app. If you have an anime app, uh. well, you check a lot of hentai over there. Okay. That is probably a chastity belt app. Mm. I'll say Scotty. Scotty. Yeah, do you know Scotty? It's the it's an app where like motorcycles pick you up like Uber. Basically, What? yeah, motorcycles will come and pick you up. And my friend was I was using Scotty for a while, but I quit because it's fucking dangerous and terrifying. Um but my friend was like, "Oh, you're on Scotty because you you want to be close to a man." And that's the only way <laughs> you can do you it. You can touch and hug a man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On top of the fare you pay for <laughs> exactly, the travel. Exactly, exactly. It's a bonus. <laughs> yeah. All right. What is then. the question? <laughs> What would you consider a chastity belt app? So she considers that using Scotty is a pointer that she doesn't get late. Yeah. I don't so know. if you have it on your phone, it means that you don't get late much. I think having PowerPoint as an app. PowerPoint. <laughs> <laughs> I think if you have PowerPoint, you are getting late, but it's boring sex. Yeah, it's like... I think that's the difference. <laughs> But if you have Excel, yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> this is the position we're doing now. Click. Now this. <laughs> Bullet points. Now they, it's finished. Babe, Any I questions? S- I sent you the pointers, babe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you saw the point? <laughs> you saw the PowerPoint. Yeah, a TEDx presentation. Um, <laughs> All, All right. right. Yeah. Well, we should have finished earlier because this is... Uh, this, this was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's okay. We can use the <laughs> editing magic to make it great. Like this it, is fucking this boring, dude. We should have... <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, we were like comedic influences. <laughs> like, what are you trying to do in, in changing comedy? And then like, what is a chastity app? <laughs> it's like, what's the thing that keeps you single? <laughs> Dude, I'm glad somebody like, said it. I was like, what so the fuck anti-climactic. is... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listening to this podcast, having this podcast on your... <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't yeah, on your phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a chastity If you app. don't like yeah. finishing episodes all the way to the end, you yeah. will love this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, bye, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you were here uh, on Passport Comedy Podcast, where we 
interview international comedians who has passports, basically, and also other creators. I was joined here today with Peter, Victor Patraška. Yeah, Peter Patraška. <laughs> Victor Patraška. I Victor love saying Patraška. your name. It's like, I, I feel like I'm speaking Russian again. Victor Patraška. This is very offensive to my people. If only you knew <laughs> what the Russians have done to my people. I feel like if I say it, like I could say I could say it a bunch of times and it'll sound like I'm speaking Russian. Like Victor Patraška, Victor Patraška, Victor... Patraška, <laughs> you hate he it. He already said he, this is offensive. And okay, I'll okay, stop. This is, this so is for the pure sake of comedy. A Turkish say. person speaking Russian is the worst nightmare of a Romanian. Привет, как дела? Как тебя зовут? Как тебя зовут? Меня зовут Нильфер. Как тебя зовут? Нахуй, блядь. Я не смогу же по-русски. All right, all right. This is for the Russian so episode, use. all right. <laughs> And I was also here joined by Yuri Gagarin. <laughs> oh my god, I can't do this outro. Not, not again. Nidifal UJ everyone, okay. Okay, bye. Bye. Take care. Gazprom. Пока. До свидания. Slowly fading away like Kontakti. 90s, 90s. Хлеб это мой друг. Водка это моя подружка. Yeah, touch my patrushka. Bot, bot. No, vodka is my patrushka. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vodka is my father. Is it? Yes, vodka is my father. And <laughs> my mother is within another woman. <laughs> But if you open it up, this is my mother. <laughs> Bye. All right, take care. Hello, can I see your passports, please?